states are now in the position of getting themselves ready to figure out how to um, spend that money and achieve goals like closing the digital divide and promoting digital equity and digital opportunity. Would you explain what role the Illinois Broadband Lab plays in that process? The Illinois Broadband Lab is a pretty new collaboration. It's really the one-stop shop, I would say, for mapping and data, for um, broadband programming, and just communication of different digital equity initiatives going on at the state level. It came into being through a partnership between the Illinois Office of Broadband, which is based out of the Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity, um, and the University of Illinois Systems, particularly the Illinois Innovation Network, um, to really help, I think, the capacity of the state broadband office. They had been trying to you know, manage hundreds of millions of dollars in broadband funding and do broadband programming with a really, really small staff. And so the idea was, how can we kind of leverage resources across the state um, to really deliver better services and information um, and, and kind of just broadband programming in general to everyone across the state. Your part in this for the past few weeks, right, has been traveling around doing these listening sessions. Uh, tell me a little bit about some of the places you've been and what uh, how those meetings have been going. This year is all about basically crafting um, plans that will get submitted to um, NTIA out of the Department of Commerce. Um, that those plans, you know, kind of have to showcase how we'll use funds and everything else. And so because of that, there's a lot of requirements. Uh, and one of them is is to ultimately get a snapshot of digital equity in your state, what residents are saying, connect with stakeholder groups, um, what's known as covered populations. So this might be veterans, people with lower incomes, uh, minority populations, um, just a whole host of different um, people that generally statistically are shown to be kind of on the other side of di the digital divide or experience digital inequities or lack of opportunities. So I think by the end of this, we're going to have well over something like 50 um, sessions Audiences are generally geared around kind of residents of, of communities, the nonprofit community, as well as local government and public entity leaders. Um, and it's it's been really, really informative to, to, to go, you know, all across the state to hear what people have to say around their needs um, and, and, and situations. Because um, when you don't have broadband or it's not available at the speeds that you need, there's a lot of opportunities missed out upon and uh, people are going to be vocal about it. Uh, would you talk a little bit about how broadband access uh, or lack of broadband access leads to inequities and lack of opportunities? Absolutely. And I think um, one of the things that we try to stress just in how people think about this problem, there's really kind of two divides. There's the access divide, meaning is broadband available at you know, particular speeds, let's say 100 megabits per second down, 20 megabits per second up, that's what's considered served. Is broadband just available at your home or your farm or your business at those speeds? That's that's one aspect of it is, is kind of literally just the infrastructure there. Then there's the adoption divide, which is have you, you know, subscribed to broadband or brought it into your home in some way? And that is more around, I think, something like 68 or 72% as a statewide average compared to the service side of things, which is around 90% are served. So, you know, if you have fast internet at, at capable speeds, at affordable speeds in your house, especially during the pandemic, that meant I could I could continue working remotely, maybe. It might mean my child would be able to attend school without significant interruptions, let's say, or or other opportunities. Um and, and just the freedoms and a lot of the creativity that the internet ultimately provide become available. It might be telemedicine, it might mean banking opportunities, it might mean a whole host of things. And so um, for people that are without that access, that that means, you know, impacts so many other aspects of their life, their child not being able to um, keep up in school, uh, potentially losing a job or being unable to continue with a job. Um, 
not being able to see a doctor at an affordable rate. Not only that, you know, there's costs to to drive to places to have broadband. So a lot of people, we've been hearing that in our listening sessions where people say, um, the service is not adequate in my house. We end up driving, you know, 10 miles sometimes to the local library or to a McDonald's to use it. But that also costs gas money and time 